0: What is up, everybody, and welcome to Tailgate Talks, powered by the nation. Today is October 4th, and you're listening to episode 199, the last episode in the 100s. Next week, we'll be on to tailgate number 200. Uh, This week, we're discussing the Texas Tech victory over the Houston Cougars, the first time defeating Houston as members of the Big 12 Conference. A nice dub on Saturday, and then we shift our focus over to the Butt Bowl and Texas Tech versus Baylor in Waco. So we've got a lot of football to discuss, and before we get into all of that, make sure you are following us. Follow us on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Give us those five stars, five star ratings for the tailgate. If you listen to us on Apple, we always appreciate a good review there. Um, Also follow our social media accounts. We are on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. Uh, We also have Instagram and Facebook, but we do the majority of our posting and interacting on Twitter. Uh, So you can find us there. Also follow our YouTube channels where we're posting recap videos and prediction videos uh, for each week's games. So give the YouTube channel a subscription to be notified anytime we drop a video for us. And then also... If you have any questions, comments, anything you would like to add to the tailgate, uh, anything you'd like us to discuss on the show, you can always email us at tailgate talkspod at gmail.com. So, with all of that said, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. We're going to start this thing off right. Well, the Red Raiders moved to one and one in big 12 conference play with a win over Dana Holgerson and the Houston Cougars on Saturday, two and three overall on the season. Now after the 49 28 win Uh, first win over Houston as big 12 conference members, Uh, just another win over Houston that we, you know, something that we've become accustomed to here lately as red Raider fans started off uh, a little Rocky was a, Pretty wild first half, 35-28 at the end of the first half. A couple special teams touchdowns in there, and then you're ultimately able to pull away in the second half, get that 49-28. Dub, Dustin, your thoughts on the win over Dana and the Houston Cougars?
1: Yeah, always good to get a win. Yeah, very entertaining game Saturday. Like you said, it was back and forth. We were literally trading touchdowns back and forth. Donovan actually had a really good game. For Houston, when you look at the stats, um, they just couldn't punch, punch in enough touchdowns. But really, special teams is what <clears throat> put us over the edge to win us that game. It it flipped the back and forth from the first half in our favor and then basically never let up from there. Defense made some adjustments at halftime. That was nice to see. Big adjustment guys here. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they, from what I've heard, they were doing, doing too much in the first half with basically a lot of young guys filling in and uh, went back to basics and flew around and made tackles was the game plan, basically. And it worked very well because we got a second-half shutout. And so that was awesome. But, yeah, yeah, very fun, entertaining game. Honestly, not much complaints. I mean, we can nitpick in a little bit when we dive into some stuff. But, yeah, overall, very, very good performance and showing from all three um, phases of our game.
0: Yeah, I think for me, you know, it was nice to get that win. Um, a nice, comfortable win where you didn't really have to sweat about it too much in the second half. Yeah, right. the first half had a lot going on. Uh, shout out to the special teams for providing two touchdowns, starting Huge. off with the Dre McCray kick return, uh, which is we uh, something we hadn't seen since, what, like 2017, 16, 17, since yes. like Shaquem yes. did it. Um, so that was nice to see. A punt block, too, for a touchdown. Holy oh, man, smoke. that was...
1: Uh, there was like three guys that could have blocked oh, yeah. that
0: too. Um, and, and I think we, we called both of those. You, you were gone when the punt block happened, but I called. I was like, yeah. we're going to block this. And then we both were like, take, uh, take this to the house when, when Dre stepped up and, and took that one. So yeah. that was fun. You don't get a lot of special teams performances like that from Texas Tech. Uh, I thought ultimately Barron played good, um, didn't make any mistakes. Your offense controlled the ball when they had it and yeah your defense figured it out in the second half you had a lot of young guys playing for you uh so you're gonna see some of those plays but ultimately you know they were doing that kind of bend don't break at at the first yeah, half they're breaking a little bit you'd get them to third downs and you're just having trouble getting off the field on some of those third downs donovan came to play in the first half he did what we kind of were scared of him doing which was like he's going yeah. up against texas tech he's going to try to ball out and he did there uh in that first half but then ultimately kind of You know, fell short. Defense stepped up. Offense did what it had to do. uh, And you get the win over the Cougars. uh, Moving to 500 in conference play. So feeling a little bit better about yourself. Baron Morton reportedly did not throw a pass until warmups on Saturday,
1: which had me a little
0: nervous once uh, my dad texted me that. Uh, I think everybody had just assumed that he was running with the ones all week at practice, so to find out he hadn't thrown a pass was a little bit all right. What kind of Baron are we getting this week? But ultimately thought he played well. Dustin, what did you think about Baron in his first start uh, this season as your QB1? Yeah,
1: I wasn't as worried about it as maybe as you all were, but obviously that is a little worrisome. But uh, Jake Strong got a lot of practice reps, so that's good for him if he does have to fill in later. But I thought Baron did really good of – Staying like within himself and not doing too much, which maybe the shoulder injury yeah. helped him lean that way, and maybe Kitley as well with what he called, um, which ultimately everything ended it. up. <laughs> both both of those things, players and that factor, maybe um, steered us in a really good direction with play calling, running the ball a lot, nice quick passes, screen plays are good, like. Everything seemed pretty efficient out there is the best way I would put it.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. You didn't take a whole lot of shots downfield. You know, there was that one pass you threw to Loic Fungi for the touchdown that I couldn't tell if, like, Barron just underthrew Loic and he made that adjustment to come back and catch it and score there or if that was, like, the design throw there. But it didn't really feel like you took too many shots down. You obviously controlled the game with the run game, which we were – calling for everybody at Red Raider Nation calling for us to run the yeah. ball. Um, and, yeah, I thought you, you made him get the ball out quickly, which with Barron is fantastic because he can get the ball there, get the ball to the receivers to where they can make a play. So uh, a lot of that, like, quick pass game was working really well. Uh, you were able to get, you know, guys like Miles yeah. Price and stuff on the outside to give them running room and let them – you know, go get you that 10 yards or whatever for a first down. So yep. I thought um, you know, we definitely didn't test the arm but uh very much yeah. but it, it made me a little nervous. It made me more angry. I think that we it's still thinking back to that QB power play that Kitley ran. I think that's what got me it was like this motherfucker ran a QB power with your second string quarterback knowing that you have yeah. a freshman behind. Like he he willingly did that. <laughs> Frustrated me. But ultimately yeah I, I thought I thought Barron played pretty good. Not Didn't wow with numbers or anything like that. He was 14 for 22, only 161 yards, two touchdowns. I thought the touchdown plays were nice. Um, ultimately no carries a number that we love to see and no turnovers. So good for him. (laughs) Um, Love both of those. The, the, the main part of the offense, the part of the offense that was clicking, was the ground game. Taj Brooks, 21 carries for oh 101 yards. Cameron Valdez, how about this? Six carries for 111 yards. Two guys over the 100-yard <clears throat> mark. Uh, thoughts on the running game Saturday, Dustin? Where'd you get those numbers from? ESPN. Oh, I got Taj at 107 and
1: Cameron at 106. So I had...
0: I had that too on one One site, and then I went and looked back, and the statistics are on ESPN's uh, box score. He has Cameron Valdez, six (laughs) carries, 111 (laughs) yards. Taj Brooks, 21 carries for 101 yards.
1: They even got the carries off, but whatever. Anyway, Tech has (laughs) it wrong. I don't know. They both got over 100 yards. Uh, Cameron Valdez showed why we like him as. He's the four-star running back that we yeah. recruited, and burst of, burst of energy there, and then we saw like a lot of that in the Ole Miss bowl game because he can take him to the house any at any moment. Um, we've been waiting on that and for him to get healthy, and he did that fourth quarter. He busted that before he even juke that guy on the on the edge. I knew he was gone. Yeah. And he was going to make that and
0: see There's great vision on that but play too.
1: Great vision. The hole was the play was to the left. The hole wasn't there. He. Makes like two jump cuts, jukes a corner linebacker, whoever's sitting on the backside, and gone. Yeah. And then that was the that was the nail in the coffin right there for that game. Uh, but yeah, the best better part was the twenty two or twenty one <laughs> for and one hundred and seven for Taj. That was a lot of ground and pound that we've been waiting on. Like three yards is good. Four yards is good. Yeah. He'll get it he'll get a six, seven, eight yarder here and there, but don't give up on the the shove your nose into the line of scrimmage and get three or four yards. And we had a lot of those on like first and yeah. second down that we wanted that we talked about last
0: week. And I just think it back to it was
1: nice to see we were like cheering for three <laughs> yeah. yard runs. I was thinking back
0: <laughs> to the game, everybody around us probably like, these dudes love three yard runs. It's like, yeah, we freaking <laughs> we, we were like, Yarrow,
1: <laughs> Yarrow, second like, and seven, like, Yeah. <laughs> Second seven,
0: second six. All right. Well, it was refreshing. It was refreshing to see because it's one of the things I've thought about Kitley and, and it's not just like targeted to Kitley. It's a thing I think a lot of offensive coordinators in college struggle yeah, with. It's like they think every time you run the ball, time. it's got to go for yeah. a lot of yards. But it's like, hey, it's okay to run the ball on – first down and get us three yards because now you're at second and seven. Now you do a nice player on second and seven. You have a really easy third down to convert. Um, and so it's just something that, that feels simple to do, but it just feels like, like Kitley, a lot of these other offensive yeah. coordinators just want to throw a ball. Um, and you got a guy who can fall over and get you three yards, uh, you know, and then if you yeah. get it to him and he gets a good run, he's going to put you at second and two, second and three a much ma- more manageable place for you. So, I mean, Taj has looked great this season. His third straight game over 100 yards. Um, Yeah. Uh, which is fun to Ooh. see everybody wanting to feed Taj and to see him uh getting this run in these last few games and literally just carrying this team has been awesome. And this is like the first fully healthy game you've had from Cameron Valdez where he feels like he's kind of the back that you thought you were getting at the beginning of the season. No, he's been kind of banged right. up. Uh, so to see him just as another kind of change of pace back for you, like the way he hits some of these holes and, and is able to juke Ooh. defenders uh, downfield, he, he is absolutely like electric to watch. And so uh, if he's back to 100% here and you got Taj going and him going, this is a very, very scary rushing attack that you have.
1: Yeah, and that having Valdez back super helps Taj because what he was doing through the first four games is unsustainable. Yeah. Through a college football season, um, you know, he would have been broken by the end of October. November would have sucked. So you got to have somebody there to to spell him during the game. Like Taj is your big workhorse, Valdez is your lightning bolt. But Valdez comes in, gives Taj a break, less hits on the body, yeah. get the get the legs refreshed. It's like you definitely needed that second running back to step back up. And I'm glad Valdez is back and healthy.
0: Yeah. Excited to see what he can continue to do for this team uh, as the season goes on. I wonder if he'll get more carries, um, you know, to, to to go over a hundred yards on six carries is pretty impressive. And so, you know, I think it's busted two long ones and that's what, that's what he's there for. It's something to monitor. Taj is obviously great at getting those. He's great at those short yard carries. You know, we had that fourth and uh, fourth and one at the, at the end of half. um, And he's, (laughs) able to just kind of shake a defender, dive into the end zone. Like Taj is Ooh, great yeah. at those runs. Um, uh, He's not as explosive as Valdez is. Uh, you know, he's obviously going to break off a few runs like that, but Valdez yeah. is like a guy who can take it to the house like any time you hand him the ball. So that was really fun to watch. We were all begging for a, a lot of carries for our running backs, and yes. so to see that was great. Uh, Back to Zach Kittley, the man calling the run plays, calling this offense, did – Kitley, uh, take a step in the right direction for you, Dustin, or, or how are you feeling? You know, we were very frustrated after West Virginia. Now you have Houston game. How you feeling after, after that?
1: Overall, yes. I mean, 49 points, seven touchdowns, zero field goals, uh, really good. Better first and second down plays to set us up for more successful third and fourth down plays, yes. and with a possibly – Somewhat injured quarterback to shift some play calling to make yourself more efficient and better off that way. And I mean, your numbers don't don't blow anybody away. I mean, you know, you're only 160 yards through the air. You know, that's like what. And when Donovan had a pretty good night yeah. with 335, like damn. But you didn't need to out outgain them, especially when you got two you basically had two possessions taken away from you from special teams because they scored for you. Um, so there's – you only had like 60 plays, I think I saw. So like – and Houston had like 84-ish yeah. or something. So literally like 85. But like that's basically like two possessions worth of plays somewhat. Um, so there comes a lot of that disparity. Yeah, there, they had but... the ball for
0: 35 minutes compared to your 24. So right, yeah, that's going to be why that.
1: Right, right. Um, What I did, the second half still wasn't great. Yeah. We only scored twice. Our drive chart, big drive chart podcast now, looks pretty bad again. Um, Now, our best drive at the end of the game, 6 or 17 for four minutes, kind of just wasted some clock. That's all we were trying to do there. Um, But – Lot, a few, three, four, five play drives of punts. Yeah. Um, yeah, can... The other ones were very short drives also, but you b- busted a couple explosive plays to help you score those, uh, which is great. So, but yeah, the three, four, five, I mean, we we called it in set, the game Saturday that we were going to start three out to start the second half with the ball, which should be yeah. somewhat scripted plays. Um, coming out of halftime, three yards for or three plays for negative three yards in a minute of time. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's still some adjustment struggles, I guess. I don't know what to call it. I mean, we got in a good rhythm in the first half, and maybe that was also Houston couldn't stop us either. Yeah.
0: So maybe they made some adjustments. that's,
1: that's, That's my nitpick is second half didn't look great, to be honest, besides the Cameron Valdez. Uh, couple explosions
0: yeah i mean when you look at the drives in, in the first half it's 12 plays 13 plays eight oh, yeah. plays yeah. like yeah. you're yeah lots of good plays converted on third down on every drive uh in the first half except for at the very end which like we kind of didn't count because you're trying to get in the end zone it was um you're one yard out you yeah knew if you didn't get it on third you're going for it on fourth but then you know all of a sudden and uh, in this second half you're not really converting on on a lot of those uh, uh those third downs that you had been converting on in the first half and you have you know a lot of three and outs uh three plays and a punt three plays at a punt four plays you know yeah. and and so some of that stuff I frustrating. Like um you want to see us want to see us do it for sixty minutes have be able to have drives first, second, third, fourth quarter. Um but for me, you know, I'm still very skeptical of Kitley. Um, it was nice to see him uh, run the ball, but you know everybody in the goddamn Red Raider Nation's begging you to run the football. Um, everybody knows that's where you're you're you have success. Uh, and we also know Houston didn't have a really great defense, so how is he going yeah. to to continue moving forward? Is he going to continue to rely on the ground game? Or are we going to come back up against Baylor and all of a sudden throw it three times, go three and out on our first drive, or? Or, or what's he going to do is he going <laughs> to you know uh, he's got to get more consistent f- for me before I'm like truly all right this I is agree. guy who can be here yeah. for a while but it was a step in the right direction he didn't run he didn't run Baron. you know that that's a step in the right direction he gave Taj Brooks 20 plus carries step in the right direction um so we'll see what he can do uh building on from that we talked about the defense's struggles in the first half um gave give up 28 points to donovan four touchdown passes in the first half a couple uh big plays that they had um on you in the first half but then shut them down in the second half to get that win played a lot of young yeah. guys started mike dangle at linebacker ben roberts couple young guys in the secondary and on your line what did you yeah. what what are you taking from this defensive performance uh on saturday uh, I think it's
1: was glad we played Houston <laughs> during these circumstances. Yeah, same. <laughs> because, I mean, your best two defensive players, you know, Rabbit went out pretty yeah. early. Josiah Pierre didn't play. And yeah, you're playing a lot of freshmen, a lot of freshmen. behind them and beside them. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of nerve wracking. I think yeah. that's also why I mentioned earlier like halftime, we adjusted and went back to, like, base-type stuff and go make tackles, go make plays, try to stay in your lane type stuff, and it worked. Um, But I think against a better quarterback and offense, like, that gets shredded up a little more than what it did. So, But, yeah, it was more of the defense we saw last year, like you mentioned at the top, like – Still gave up yards. I mean, Baron like or not, Baron uh, Donovan, like I said, still had over three hundred yards. They outgained us by a lot, but didn't matter. We didn't let them in the end zone in the second half. Yeah, and so that's all that matters at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, you made the plays when you need to make them. Um, you know, and and you made a lot of good plays in the first half too. It's just like you, you, time and time again, kind of like I mentioned earlier, you just found yourself in third down situations and 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 not keeping an eye on Donovan and letting him scramble out and get yards enough to pick up the first or yeah. or, or a miss coverage on on a pass giving up a wide open pass you know over, over the middle you didn't get burned really uh there was one touchdown they had on you at the end of the uh towards the end of the half that that was like the one time you really got burned over top but you you, it's kind of like what we talked about with the oregon game you made them work for it every single drive like they had yeah. to execute and convert on those third downs which you like to see uh, a defense making them work that hard, but you got to be able to get off on those third downs. I think it's a lot yeah. of inexperience with the youth. You're having to play a lot of these young guys because you're just not healthy. You know, Jacob Rodriguez hurt Josiah, Pierre, hurt, rabbit hurt, you know, Tyler Owens was back, but Tyler Owens has been hurt. Um, and so you're having yeah. to play guys. And I don't think you expected to be, have to rely on so much at this time of year.
1: And while we're on the hurt subject, I mean, The offense is going through the same thing. I mean, both your starting tight ends are pretty banged up. Uh, Brown, Jordan Brown, didn't play. Corey Aiken was in, and that's his first action um, for this team. So it's like you're having. I mean, that's football, but man, you're having to interchange a lot of pieces either that haven't played or on the fly with like very little experience, and so it'll pay off, you know, in the years to come. And maybe by the end of the year as well, but it's nerve wracking at the time like right now. Yeah,
0: it's definitely something I don't think anybody really expected to see. But like you said, it's something that in the long run can benefit you. I think a lot of Texas Tech fans have uh, adjusted our expectations for this year. I think a lot of us just kind of now are like, hey, get a ball game. Um, but if you can get some yeah. of these younger guys that experience, it only benefits you moving on to next year. And now you got Ben Roberts, who's played a season as a, as a starting linebacker. Mike Dingle, who's gotten a lot of experience. Chapman Lewis, who's had to come in and fill in for Rabbit uh, at times <laughs> back there. So, yeah, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think like this, this coaching staff's obviously been trying to like target the players that they want to play that they can still redshirt next year. But I think, like, I, I don't there think there's gonna be, be many options I don't think there, for that. Yeah, I don't know if there's gonna be an option for that. <laughs> Just like you can't stay healthy for some reason. So, right. Um, the the last part of this game that we really have to go back to and shout out, we got to shout out a yeah. guy Kenny Perry and his special teams. Yeah. Um, because yeah, have a day, Kenny Perry, where the running backs go for yeah. over two hundred yards. Go. Uh and several tutties and your special teams has two touchdowns starting with the Dre McRae kick return. Houston goes all the way down the field, scores, and then before your offense can get the ball, Dre McRae, hundred-yard house call. Uh what what's your thoughts on that uh, Dre McCray kick return? Well, uh, first one we had since Jakeem.
1: And that one didn't even look like anything special. He was they kicked it to yeah. the corner front pylon. He kind of got bottled up, bounced off a couple dudes. Bye. And then just straight down the sideline, apparently hit over 20 miles an hour during that run, <laughs> Just stupid <laughs> and doing pads, like ridiculous. But this is the guy that everybody's been saying is the fastest transfer on the board. You know, everybody wanted him this summer. And this is yeah. why, because he gets the ball on his hands. And we've been saying it all year too. Like, Oh, yeah, dude, take it out. You're not getting enough touches on offense. Yeah. Like,
0: do something on special teams. And he did. Yeah, I don't think it's awesome. I don't think he came to Texas Tech envisioning his first touchdown was going to be a kick return. I think he thought he was going to do And to start a game that way was sick. <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely cool because I think a lot of the error out of, of the stadium had kind of been taken away after Houston went on a long Little drive bit. to start the scoring. And you got, you know, you're not feeling confident about your offense after the coming off the last game. And then he immediately takes it to the house. Uh, got the energy back up there. That was cool. And then, you know, a blocked punt for a TD. I, I can't remember the oh. last time we had a blocked punt for a TD. But, man, Loic Fungi got all of that one, and then the ball just bounced perfectly right into his hands, yes. walk into the end zone. Uh, and that was a, a huge game changer because at that time you were tied. Houston was giving you the ball back. You finally got your first yeah. stop, and then you're able to just capitalize right off the bat. Uh, Your thoughts on a blocked punt TD for the Red Raiders?
1: Yeah, they were selling out for that one because, like I said, there were three or four guys there. Loic was just the furthest one or the tallest one to get to it. Um, And then, like, the bounce back up right into him. Obviously, easy walk-in touchdown for, like, 10 yards. But, like, we we haven't gotten those bounces all year. All year, it's been a bounce the other way. Obviously, like, the Tyler Shuck throw into the Oregon guy, like, that's a bounce the wrong way, like. Just little stuff this year. It's like one or two plays, and, like, that's one of those. It's like, oh, we finally got a bounce and an easy touchdown because, like, that could easily be bounces out of bounds. We go three and out, miss the field goal or only get a field goal. Like, you know, it kind of sucks to only get three points out of that, kind of like we did with Oregon. Like, didn't capitalize as much as we could have. So just to grab it, run it in, take the points. Flip that score. That was huge yeah. for
0: us. Cash in. You know, don't even have to worry about the Cash offense. In. It was nice. Yeah, it was so fun. I it, I love a good blocked punt. Boy, you don't get a lot of them at Red Raider Nation. We got a tipped one earlier in the year, but like we said, uh, you know, that one didn't really bounce our way. Oh, and, and then, of course, you throw a pick right after. Uh, so it was fun to see us get a hold of one uh, and score it. And so shout out to Kenny Perry, special teams, doing work out there. Two touchdowns on the day um so uh what was definitely fun to see fun to see our special teams has been doing really well for you gino garcia's calmed down and he's been pretty automatic for you um hey gino didn't even have to kick today he was seven for seven
1: on extra points and besides that set on the sideline and McNamara didn't have to do a lot in the second half either
0: but you know everybody on the special teams is doing really well i've I've thought yeah Um, and, and so it's good to good to see him get some shine this week with his squads doing what they did. Uh, I already kind of mentioned some of the stats that we went through. Uh, again, Barron Morton, 14 for 22, 161 yards, two touchdowns. Taj Brooks, uh, 21 or 22 carries, depending on the site that you look at. Uh, 101 <laughs> or 107 yards, two touchdowns uh cameron valdez six for 111 and a touchdown miles price was your leading receiver on the day five for 63 and one touchdown still have not had a receiver break the 100 yard mark this season uh five games in so that's something to kind of monitor oh, are, are we gonna have a guy go over 100 yards receiving at <laughs> all this crazy. year uh i hope so um any other stats that you saw um Real quick, Donovan's day. Donovan threw for 300. Yeah, Donovan had a good day. Four touchdowns on you. He was 30 for 41. Uh, he also ran for 58. So uh, he had a pretty He nice basically game.
1: got most of that in that one 40 yarder. I Yeah, 59 net. Okay. But yeah, they did have a guy, 100 yard receiver, 9 for 113. Another guy, 5 for 81. But yeah, they, they had a good offense going, mostly first
0: half and couldn't score yeah. But yeah so those are your stats from texas tech houston a victory means we get to open up club red for the second time this season so let's let's do it dustin
1: Somebody turn on some damn- yeah. Yeah.
0: all right it's something we haven't had a- Uh, Too many chances to do so far, so we're going to enjoy it when we get the chances to. Club Red VIPs for this game. We got three categories this time, offense, defense, and special teams, because there's multiple that you can do uh, for each group. So, Dustin, starting off with your offensive VIP uh, for the Texas Tech win over Houston. I'll let you take, take yourself in this. I think
1: that's an easy route, but I'll take the other running back, Cameron Valdez. Huge comeback game. I got him at 5 for 106. Brooks has him at 6 for something else. But, like, two huge plays. He had a 54-yard long run that set up for a touchdown. And then he had a 41-yard nail in the coffin touchdown. Like, basically got 95 yards on two runs. And is a great electric piece to have in your backfield there yeah
0: his uh that that first run that didn't go for the touchdown well, was almost probably more impressive to me than the touchdown run i went back and watched it and he made like three amazing cuts in that run to kick it to the outside and then to juke a defender and then you know just was able to to make quite a bit out of what i think was would typically be like a 10 yard gain for most running backs he turned that into a a really big one. So 54. impressive. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and take myself. Taj Brooks, um, three straight games over a hundred yards, uh, two yeah. touchdowns on the day, uh, just leading your team, uh, as everybody, you know, expected him to, he's, he's definitely putting up great numbers for you. It's been fun to watch. Hopefully he can keep it going. Um, but yeah, I felt like both the running backs would probably be our picks. Uh, if you did, if you went Taj, Easily. I was going to go Cameron, uh, defensively, Dustin, um, not a whole lot from the defense. Uh, no turnovers or anything like that. But uh, who you All got right. uh, repping the VIP for us?
1: Yeah, surprising that Donovan didn't give us any turn- turnovers. He tried to give us. He one. tried to throw one to Bryce Ramirez and Bryce dropped. He tried it. to give us two. Probably he threw it to
0: him. one to Bryce that he dropped, and then he had that one weird fumble play where he just kind of like lost the ball when we when we uh, <laughs> sacked him.
1: Yeah. So I mean, the easy choice for me here. It's probably a guy we're not going to give a lot of them to is Ben Roberts, who's been playing amazing through his freshman campaign. T- led the league in, or led the team in tackles. Like that's for the second or third free game. Like he's been balling out since he's had to fill in yeah. um, in that linebacker spot and really done well. So Ben Roberts gets my my defensive club red VIP.
0: I'm going to stick with the same group. I'm going to go with Mike Dingle um, on mine. Not overwhelmingly impressive stats or anything like yeah. that, but I think I don't think many Red Raiders expected him to start a game for you at all this season. I think we oh, yeah. you know didn't expect to come down here, but I thought he held his own. Uh, you can obviously see there's a learning curve for him, um, but you know four tackles, a tackle for loss in there. Uh, I thought he held up well. I think he's going to be a fun player to watch as he keeps going. He's got some pretty incredible speed for a linebacker um, as he kind of grows into that position. It'll be fun to see. But uh, on a day where your defense, you know, didn't do a whole lot, not a lot of turnovers, I thought, let's throw in a freshman who kind of had to spot start for you since uh, due to some injuries that you're facing. So, yeah, Ben Roberts, Mike Dingle, welcome to Club VIP club red VIP and special teams this week, because we have multiple options. Dustin, which, which way you're going, which one are you going to be giving yours to? And I'll take the other.
1: I mean, I think we give three of them out here. I think Kenny Perry gets a pass as well. Oh well,
0: yeah. Yeah. Obviously coaches, you don't have to, you don't need a VIP pass. coach.
1: Coach can come to the party for this one. Yeah, <laughs> Coach can come to the party for this one. Um, I'll take Lowick Cause I mean, he did, he had it's had not a great season so far, been very unimpressive on the offensive side. Had back-to-back touchdowns yeah. in this game, actually, with his punt block return. Um, and, yeah, for a guy to kind of – and he had kind of the bad play last week where he didn't turn around, Barron threw the pick to him. Um, so to have a comeback game that stop play for a touchdown, then a huge block for a touchdown to flip the score. So I'll give mine a low there.
0: Yeah, and I'll give mine to Dre McCray kick return for a touchdown. So yeah, full house, for, full house with for our special teams in Club Red. But they did a impressive job against Houston. Hopefully, yeah. they're able to keep that up. Maybe some more kick returns for touchdowns. Maybe some more block punts, block field goals. Gino Garcia continued to do what he needs to do. Austin McNamara, you don't really have to worry about him. He's always going to uh, do a good job okay. on. Uh, his punting so our prediction review for houston dustin's score prediction was 31 24 mine was 31 20 both uh, a bit off on that uh dustin took houston uh plus eights in the shot bet i took texas tech minus eight so i do win that shot bet uh offensively dustin went with 20 touches for taj brooks Uh, He gets that correct. I was a little more aggressive, one in (laughs) thirty touches, and obviously probably should have got him. But um, overall, you ran the ball over thirty times, so I'll you know I'm happy with that Uh, that stat. But missed that one. Uh, Defensively, Dustin went Malik Dunlap to continue his hot streak, get a pick. We had no turnovers, Um, so Dustin missed that one as will I. I had us getting to take three games, thinking Donovan was going to give us some opportunities. Uh, he gave us a couple, but we weren't able to cash in on them. So uh, we both missed our defensive predictions. Um, any other things you want to shout out about Houston, or is it time to move on to the Baylor Bears?
1: Yep. Let's move on over to Waco. Let's move
0: on over to the Butt Bowl. All right. Texas Tech heads to Waco this weekend to face off with the Baylor Bears, who are going to be uh, copying West Virginia and going with the all gold. Look on Saturday, uh, Texas t- yellow, t- yeah, yeah, yellow, 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 yeah, yeah, yellow mustard, yellow, whatever kind it is of yellow. Straight that yellow mustard. <laughs> it is going to be uh, very hard on the eyes to watch that Baylor Bears come in at two and three on the season, and we face off with them at seven p.m. on Saturday on ESPN two. So make sure you're tuned in to the right ESPN channel there, Dustin. Your thoughts on taking on uh, the Baylor Bears and Joey McGuire's first trip? back to Waco as the head coach for the Red Raiders.
1: Yeah, I mentioned it in our season preview when I covered Baylor. Like, this is our arch nemesis, it feels like. I mean, very close in how we ran, ran our programs for a while, and they dominated us during the RG3 Art Bryles days and, and post that of Matt Rule as well. But, I mean, this – the Dave Veranda team, you know, last year was disappointing, just under five hundred. And in this season is a whirlwind, I guess. I mean, loss to Texas State, yeah. kind of close against Utah, gets whooped by Texas, and then a crazy comeback against UCF last week. So I don't know who we're getting yeah. necessarily. I mean, I kind of know, but maybe they're riding high from that UCF game. But I know for a fact that this tech team and coaching staff is rubbing it in the face of, every player of how they whooped our ass last year on Pat Mahomes night at home in the Jones. What was it? 40, 45 to 17. Yeah. And we had five interceptions by all three Everybody quarterbacks in that game. You get a pick. You Aaron did it. not have a good game. Um, and so I think this is just like a, a team revenge game yeah. <laughs> for this team against last year's loss. So I'm hoping they, Take that attitude and obviously the the road woes for Joey McGuire needs to we gotta break that mold. So trying to start hot and stay hot, um, limit the three and outs is is super key.
0: Yeah, this one uh, I, I think everybody want ever had this game circled heading into the season, you know. Obviously, like you said, last year's kind of embarrassment. Uh, everybody this? wants to get revenge on that one, but it's also at the kind of turning point of the season. It's halfway yes. mark, Um, and then you go into what's a pretty tough stretch after this, too. And so Ooh, yeah. everybody kind of circling this as like, the, this is going to kind of figure out if you're going to compete for the Big 12 or not. Now, obviously, yeah, you didn't get off to the kind of start we all expected to have. Uh, and so now it's just, you know, how you want to finish this season. And obviously Baylor is not the team that you kind of expected them to be. You're not the team that you expected to be. Um, and so yeah. that's, you know, it's two teams kind of struggling, I think to find an identity, uh, both teams on their backup quarterbacks right now. Sawyer Robinson, the kid from Coronado, the starting quarterback now for the Baylor Bears. I think he's still in line to start this week or is.
1: I I think they're going. I think what's his name is back. I think Blake
0: Shapen is back. Is Blake Shapen back? Okay.
1: Like, like, it might be one of those wait and see
0: type. Uh, things I haven't also. seen anybody post about it. Did did Chapin play last week against UCF? I I, I didn't I check any. on
1: that. I'm right. I'm right on it. So.
0: Yeah, yeah it was Blake Shapen. Okay, so. Yeah, Shapen played last
1: week. Three hundred yards. So.
0: Okay. So, i'd
1: expect him out there yeah so shapen's
0: back never mind forget what i said about both backup. <laughs> i just uh, had the espn stats pulled up and sawyer was the leading passer for baylor and i just remember shapen was hurt i thought he was still hurt and i haven't really paid attention to baylor too closely besides them losing to texas state but um yeah i mean it's it's two teams trying to to get over 500 in conference play set themselves up for the second half of the season. Uh, and obviously Waco is a place that you've played pretty decently at. It's not a place that you fear like the home crowd or anything like that. Yeah. You've, you've had two I
1: agree. With your that. last
0: two games <laughs> there. You, you, you probably should have won. Um, and, and so hopefully you're able to, to take this on the road and, and go play. That's what makes me more nervous about this game is the fact that you just, yeah. Have shit the bed on the road throughout the Joey Maguire <laughs> era. You've got one win on the road. Um, yeah. And, you know, you've lost your two games on the road so far this year. So, uh, how are you going to come out? Are you going to come out looking lethargic? Or are you going to come out and you're going to be aggressive from the get go and, and really uh, put an imprint on this game early on? Uh, you know, that's just, it, it's tough to know what to expect on the road with this team. Uh, and if you come out, are you going to be able to play it's- a full. 60 minutes. Are you going to be able to do the 60 minutes of us, Dustin? I haven't had that yet. Uh, It hasn't happened yet, so it's easy to be skeptical until you actually see it happen for the first time. Uh, We did talk about how Kitley took a step in the right direction this past weekend against Houston. Um, What do you expect from him this weekend? Uh, And and obviously it's going to evolve around Taj Brooks and Cameron Valdez.
1: Yeah, it better revolve around them because – this Baylor defense is not good. They <clears throat> are allowing like 38 points a game, I think it was, but they are dead last in the Big 12 in rush defense. Giving up, where was I? Yeah, 142 yards a game, which is about, I guess Kansas allows more. About. No,
0: they're giving up 184, 184 yards allowed they're gaining 140 on the ground defense
1: yeah they're last they suck and you just found out you can run the ball pretty well that's your best attribute (laughs) so i would expect run the ball a lot or if they try to load up and stop that like let's get some one-on-ones on the outside and and do something with it which i don't think we've been able to capitalize on yet but I think now that we're starting to focus a little more into the run game, we might start getting heavier boxes, and maybe some stuff opens up that pa- the passing game better too.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what I expect too. Uh, I am curious to see how Kitley handles it once start teams start to adjust and, and load up the yeah, box against I mean. you if they feel like, all right, we sell out, we stop the run, we can beat this team. How he's going to be able to adjust to that? Uh, -hmm. is he going to be able to, to make the passing adjustments to, to still be able to move the ball? Um, or, or is the offense going to fall apart if that happens? It's something that, you know, I think we've noticed with Kaylee is he's had a hard time making adjustments. Uh, it's one of the things that one of the biggest knocks on him. And so when teams start selling out to the run, what are you going to do? Is Baron going to be able to continue to, to get the ball moving downfield if Taj Brooks and Cameron Valdez are are stifled in the run game, so I'm curious to see what he'll do. I, 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 you know, like you said, Baylor's not a good rushing defense. This is obviously a team that you should oh. expect Taj Brooks to have a really good day against. Uh, hopefully, he leans on him again, uh, but if it's not there, I am curious to see what Kitley will do. So that's kind of what I'll be watching for yeah. was that Kitley this week, and and ultimately, you just want him to have another really competent game call. You know, well, good plays. Yeah easy third downs where you're not having to go for it on third and 10, third and 15. So you want to put yourself in better situations. Are we able to uh, move the ball on first and second down to set up easier third down attempts for you? Um, One of the things I did like about the Houston game was you only had to go for it on fourth one time. So those were encouraging things that I saw. I'm hoping we can do more of that. Uh, Barron came in for his first start against Houston of this season. Uh, he looked all right. He didn't turn the ball over, was able to get it to receivers for them to make plays. What do you expect from Barron this week? Uh, obviously a little further removed from the injury. Maybe his arms feel a little bit looser. What do you expect?
1: Yeah, I'd expect a little more than the 160 yard kind of minimal game that we needed him to have last week. Um, like I said, Baylor's defense is not doing anything Impressive and so their pass rush was pretty terrible last year. I don't see that being much different this year uh, from the guys they have brought in and whatnot, so if he does need to pass, I'd expect a good pocket for him, find some guys. If the arm's healthy enough, take some shots down the field, but I kind of hope for the game plan that we had the first half of last week of be efficient, quick outs, slants, screens like we did, get first downs, and let the run game carry yeah. the load.
0: Yeah, I, I think – yeah, it all depends on the run game. It The run game Saturday took a lot of pressure off Barron, um, allowed him to kind of play within himself. He didn't have to force things. Yeah. Uh, and, and that offense came very easy to him in the first half and getting the ball out uh, to receivers and not really having to, to chunk it downfield a whole lot. And so uh, if Taj Brooks and and Cameron Valdez are able to have a good day, I expect good things from Baron because it's taken that pressure off of him. Um, Now, if you're not able to run, like I mentioned, that's something I'm also curious to watch. Is Baron going to try to overdo (laughs) things? Is he going to try to force it? Is he going to try to do some of those things we saw him do against West Virginia or is he he going to remain calm, controlled uh, and realize, you know, that he's got some playmakers on the outside. If you get him the ball, let them do their thing. Is he going to be accurate? Is he going to be on target? Is he going to make the right reads? Um, you know, obviously you're on the road. So is he going to play? Uh, is he going to play good on the road? You know, these things that we haven't seen from our guys consistently when they aren't at home. Uh, what will you get from him? Last yeah. year, uh, obviously, did not go well for the Red Raiders against Baylor. And one of those reasons was your defense's ability to stop the run. Richard Reese ran all over you. Um, many, many times they'd have it on a third and five, a third and six, hand it off to him. He'd go get that first down for you. And, and so that was one of the struggle, big struggles for the Red Raiders in that game was just the inability to get off the field to limit this run game. Um, obviously Blake Chapin's been hurt this year. He's back starting. He's going to probably provide them more of a passing offense, but what do you expect yeah. from the Red Raider defense going up against this Baylor Bears offense on Saturday?
1: Yeah, if you look at the stats there, like the Baylor's offense is neck and neck with Texas Techs, except they're not scoring worth a crap. Like the yards are all there, yeah. pretty much same as Tech, but they are about like – two touchdowns less than tech is they're scoring 23 points a game and so big yikes on that end um when tech we're averaging 33 so yeah 10 more points a game Mm -hmm. than what they're averaging so that's the thing like that plays right into our hand of bin but don't break then we get some picks on them but I don't know. I don't. <clears throat> I haven't watched any of their games to know. Like, are they throwing picks? You know, in the red zone or what it is. But and like we said, that you know, they've had to go with a backup quarterback a little bit, but they're just not scoring it. And so I hope we can just bow up and not let them in, which has been our specialty for the last year and a half, basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that plays into the kind of defense that you play. Like you said, you're you're a bend, don't break defense. And if it's an offense that struggles to uh, to break the defense, then that that's something that you feel like gives you an advantage here. Um, you know, that Blake Shapen's not a guy that really, you know, I think is can overwhelm you. I think he like last year he made some smart throws. Uh last year they had kind of what your game plan should be offensively going to this one. They they let the Ground game control the offense and then shape yep. and just had to make some nice throws. And he was able to do that uh, because the run game took that pressure off. Now, uh, if you're, I think you're so much better at defending the run this year that it really doesn't worry me their run game uh, with how you've been able to handle every run game that every team has thrown at you. The really w- yeah. weak part of your run, running game is when the quarterback. Uh, the pocket breaks down and they're able to scramble on you. Yeah, other than that, like, you've been limiting yeah. all these running backs. Every game you're getting guys like Bucky Irving under hundred yards. Like you've been doing a good job in containing that. So I feel like you have a better mm-hmm. chance of stopping this offense. If Blake Chafin going to beat you, like that's why I would rather put it in his hands and see what he can do. Yeah. Uh, rather than them just running all over you eating time of possession. That's the other big difference from last year's game was they yeah. had the ball. It felt like the entire freaking game. Um, and so you've got to be able to limit the run game, get off the field. Don't let them have those long, long possessions to where you get the ball yes. and you feel like you've got to go score immediately. Um, yes. you yes. got to control the time of possession and that starts with limiting Richard Reese uh, and making Blake shape and have to beat you. So, uh, I expect them to, you know, Baylor's obviously a team right now that that's trying to throw the throw the ball a little bit more. They're not having as successful of a running season as they did last year. Uh, so I'd expect them to try to beat you through the air a little bit more. Uh, if we saw us last weekend, that seems a little more possible um, than trying to beat us yeah. on the ground. So we'll be curious to see how this team can pass
1: rush. We had one, one sack last yeah. week and that was from Jalen Hutchings up the middle. So I,
0: I've, I've given up on begin. asking for a pass rush. I, I, I just don't think like five games into the season, you're, you're obviously not going to be able to get it. Steve <laughs> Linton is nobody. Like he's a nobody. I'm sorry. Like everything they said, about him was so far, wrong. Yeah. Um, he had one tackle against Houston. Miles um, Call uh, is a little either. bit better, but he's but a little bit better than Steve Linton is not good. <laughs> Part of me, is, I, mean, I just
1: thought of this: like if we can get guys healthy, like Jacob Rodriguez comes back in a couple weeks, and now that Ben Roberts is doing solid, Bryce Ramirez is getting his legs back. Do we move Josiah Pierre back down into the into the line like we did at the end know, of last maybe? year, where he was pretty dominant?
0: Maybe, or you just keep trying to throw these young guys out there and see which one of the young guys is going to step up. I don't if, know.
1: We have more young guys at the end positions. though. I, I
0: don't think so either. And like that's another position that you're you're hurting on because Isaac Smith was a guy that you right expected that was your be, young guy, and he's not playing. Um and then Miles Cole and Linton have just been really like almost <clears throat> negatives yeah. for you um this year because because they're just non existent. So yeah. like the guys who get the pass rush are like Tony Bradford and Jalen Hutchings. Like those are the guys yeah. and and they're your interior guys.
1: <laughs> and I love those guys and they're doing great. I love when they get anything. And but I want my pass rushers getting yeah. sacks and they're not my DNs, they're
0: not. That's the that's going to be the most frustrating part of this entire season for me is just how yeah. high of expectations we had for those guys and just how how significantly bad they have been to where like like yeah, you had one sack and it was I think um Tony Bradford who got the sack. It was like a busted yeah, play up I the know. middle and, and like yep. Steve Linton I I, I, I tr- went back and watched some of the game and I was just kind of trying to focus on him and I was just like trying to find Man. him <laughs> it's bad it's bad like he's just getting destroyed by dudes like to where he's on the ground having to get up after plays and they are like oh yeah uh, big miss on that one but uh any other tidbits from baylor that you wanted to get into before we move on
1: now nah, let's go let's go do some predictions All right well
0: let's get our predictions going dustin you lead the way here um our shot bet for this week right now it's texas tech Currently, a one point favorite. I've seen pick em lines in some places. Um, but which way are you going on the Texas Tech minus one shot? Bet?
1: Interesting. And it's that. I mean, I guess it's really not. If you look on paper there, we've played about the same level of game so far through the season. So. Yeah. But I'm taking Tech. I'm taking Tech to cover that. I have us winning
0: 38 to 28. 38 28 win for the Red Raiders. Man, I've been battling this one back and forth cuz it's like do I want to go with what I think or do I want to go with the opposite of what <laughs> I think because I I don't know because I'm at the point where it's like I got to see us win on the road before I can really bank on us winning on the road but I still think Baylor True is that. a team that we can beat so I and I don't view their their home as like some sort of huge advantage but then also it seemed yeah. like the West Virginia crowd wasn't all that crazy Damn. and and it still didn't matter. Maybe that was the weather more. Yep. I think I'm going to go Texas Tech, though. I think like if you want to salvage this season um, for what it is, like it starts Saturday, yeah. you have to get this victory if you want to get a ball game and and still kind of hold your head high after the season and maybe not view it as so much of a disappointment. I think it starts here. And I think you got to get this win. So I'm going to go Texas Tech to cover. My score prediction is 38-34 Texas Tech over Baylor. So a little bit closer than you have. You're 38-28? Is that what you said? Yeah. So this is like the second straight week we've been very close in our score predictions. Very close. Um, Let's go ahead and move over to our offensive prediction. Dustin, what do you have for the Texas Tech offense?
1: I think it's an easy one, but I'm going to go for it. I want Taz Brooks to get 100 yards for the
0: fourth straight game. That's, exa- that's exactly what I ha- had circled. All right, go I'll, I'll go um,
1: 100 yard receiver.
0: <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go that we build on our our Houston run game. I'm gonna say we're gonna go for over 200 yards rushing as a team um, with Cameron right. Valdez. Nehemiah Martinez, some of these other guys getting some carries, and Taj yeah. obviously leading the way. So, so um, still kind of in line with you there because I do think it's going to be another 100 yard game for Taj Grove. 200 Bruce. total. Um, so, yeah, let's go with that. Defensively, what do you got? Defensively, I, I, I kind of struggled to pick something this week, but what, what do you got?
1: I think, all right, I think I got a good one in. It's honestly not specific on our team technically. I want them to hold Richard Reese to under under 100 yard rushing. Is that what you had also? Defense holds Reese under 100. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, man, I can't pick sacks because we can't get them. Struggling with some turnovers also kind of affects the picks. So, like, I don't know what to do anymore on defense. <laughs> oh, here's something.
0: That's what I I was like, I Let's don't hold know. Their what best to player do. To under 100 yards. Yeah, I'm gonna just double down on that one to you. Last time we doubled down on defense, we went with the take three, and we we, we got it. So let's let's double down. Let's on do it again. Holding Richards. under <laughs> Yeah, I was like, man, I don't really know. I don't feel like we're gonna get over That's three funny. turnovers. Uh, I don't know who's gonna be playing on defense with all these injuries. Um, um, I know we're not gonna get three sacks. So let's just keep it kind of yeah. simple here. So. Our prediction review, me and Dustin both going Texas Tech minus one in the shot bet. Dustin, score prediction, 38-28. My score prediction, 38-34. Texas Tech, we both got winning that. Uh, Offensive prediction for Dustin, Taj Brooks over 100 yards. I'm going with Texas Tech over 200 yards of total rushing. Uh, Defensively, we're doubling down on Texas Tech holding Richard Reese under 100 yards which would be uh, very good and make me feel very confident in us getting this victory. If you're able to do that means Baylor probably is not going to have the ball as much. This game means you're going to have more times of possession and more of a chance to win. Uh, That's everything we've got for Texas tech football this week. Uh, We will be back next week to recap Texas tech and Baylor and preview Texas tech and Kansas state, which has been giving another, night game kickoff, so it'll be a night game at the Jones for the Kansas State Wildcats. Dustin, before we get out of here this week, you have any final shot for us? I figure I know where you're going with yeah.
1: this. Yeah. Texas Rangers update. They're in the playoffs and have already won a series. <laughs> two for two. Swept. I like how people are using that for a three-game series. But yeah, right. Swept the Tampa Bay Rays down in Tampa... So moving on to the next round to play the Baltimore Orioles, who are pretty good this year, yeah. surprisingly, just like the Rangers. So I expect that to be a very good series.
0: That'll be a fun series. Orioles are very young. And um kind of like the Josh Young had a yeah.
1: great day today in game two on uh, Wednesday afternoon. Three extra base hits. He had hits three extra base after. hits. He had a good glove during game one. Um, so yeah. Their lineup is looks like it's backed pretty Pretty dang good stuff. And the pitchers starting pitching has been great with those two games. So
0: hopefully they can keep it up through round two. Yeah, looks like the wild card series is going to be over after tonight as uh, uh, all the teams have swept uh, to move on. The Diamondbacks knock out the Brewers. The Twins knocked off the Blue Jays. About the Twins getting their first playoff victory crazy. after losing like 18 straight.
1: <laughs> well, so yeah, you had that streak going that they broke. And then during today's game, yeah, the Rays. The the Rays had a streak of scoreless innings going until about the eighth, like thirty three. <laughs> now they ended up
0: second most. Yeah, thirty three straight scoreless postseason innings the Rays had, uh, and then yeah, uh, were able to get one on the board. And right now the Phillies are up seven to nothing on the Marlins in the ninth inning. So yeah, all Ooh. these series are going to be over, uh, two games That's in. Good, so uh, well, on to the next one for the Rangers. Uh, my final shot this week is going to be uh, another Texas Tech football team, the Texas Tech women's soccer team, Ooh. doing work so far this season. Uh, we failed to yeah. mention this last week. Uh, we should have shouted them out. They had uh, a walk-off ender to beat Texas. A walk-off goal to beat Texas in Austin, a team who mm-hmm. had like won 40-something straight games in Austin. Uh, And then you've won three games since then you're undefeated in big 12 conference play. They're in the top 15 in the country. Uh, They don't have a single loss on the season. I think they only have a couple ties to go along with all their wins. So they're playing very, very good soccer right now. And so uh, if this, Texas Tech, you know, football season continues to be a drag. It might be worth shifting your focus over to the ladies <laughs> over there yeah. uh, as they are are doing a rather good job. Uh, and another Red Raiders shout out as, you know, Red Raiders just kind of take over everything. Ludwig Adberg uh, had himself a hell really? of a Ryder a, Cup. Time. Um, and so, yeah, he, he got to jump up, play in the Ryder Cup, and he, he, he and Victor Hovland and just win. kicked ass. Um,
1: they played against Brooks, yeah. Kepka, and Scotty Scheffler, who were like yeah. top two, top three guys in the,
0: and they <laughs> in liked the golf street. and like yeah. beat them. <laughs> yeah, so Ludwig, two uh, big Twelve guys, definitely catching a lot of these guys' eye with his play. Uh, uh, and if you're a Red Raider, you obviously are not shocked by that. So it's just been a fun year for, I think, like, while some of the sports have not been good uh, it's been fun to see some red Raiders reach some really cool professional heights with Josh Young in the year that he's had and the success that the Rangers have had Mac McClung in the, you know, in the dunk contest getting to do that. Obviously Patrick Mahomes, um, uh, Tyree Wilson getting drafted early by the Raiders. So it's just kind of fun to see some of these red Raiders reach this individual uh, success that they've had and, and, and to go along with that, the success of the women's soccer team. So, uh, always excited anytime a, a Red Raider beats a Longhorn and anytime a Red Raider is having the success that those guys are. So want to shout them out. Yeah. Keep an eye on them as they think are starting the second half of Big 12 play. Hopefully they can uh, go on a run in the postseason and, and, up, and have some fun with that. But uh, if that's all you've got for us, Dustin, that's yeah. all we've got for you guys this week. Uh, as always to catch everything we're doing here at tailgate talks you got to follow us give us a follow on apple and on spotify give us those five stars five stars for the tailgate if you listen to us on apple we always appreciate those reviews also follow our social media accounts we are on twitter at tailgate underscore talks you can also find us on facebook and instagram also give that youtube channel a follow we post videos there weekly of game recaps and prediction videos. So give the YouTube channel a subscription there to be notified. Anytime we post a video, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us this week, recapping the win over the Houston Cougars, getting ready for the Baylor bears. We hope you enjoy watching the game this weekend. We hope for a red Raider dub that we can talk about next weekend. As always, we will catch y'all at the next tailgate. Peace.